0: Welcome to True Wealth Conversations, the podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Broadway, considered top millennial expert, founder of Finances Demystified, author of The Wealth Decision, and a woman on a mission to help you expand your wealth. We are going to have healthy and wealthy conversations about love, life, business, and motherhood. And just know with me, nothing is off limits. Welcome back to another episode of True Wealth Conversations. I'm your host Dominique Broadway and we are in Mexico today and I'm interviewing some of my favorite people on the earth. We are currently in Cancun, Mexico at the Planet Hollywood for the Wealth Mystify Retreat and I'm really excited because I get to interview the infamous Maya, (laughs) which I ain't gonna lie. When I first started Following you, I thought I definitely thought it was Myalicious. That's but it was hilarious. like interesting because you were posting all this like really quality content, yeah. <laughs> and so it's actually Maya Elias. Elias. Elias Elias, yeah. But in my mind, I still call you Myalicious, just FYI. So many and I people know. do. My
1: Twitter <laughs> handle is Maya Elias, and then in parentheses, it says not Myalicious. I, I noticed
0: that, and I'm like, I know I'm the only one that's like, oh, Myalicious. because you give it you know, you give in you give in sexy vibe, but you give. Such great content and you've helped impact the lives of so many women. So for people that don't know Maya, who are you and what do you do and how do you impact so many people's lives? Yeah.
1: So I am the CEO of a company called Built to Impact. It's a coaching company for primarily women of faith who want to package up their gifts, their skill set, their expertise, and want to learn how to create a brand message uh, package up their skill sets, and start their own coaching, consulting, or service-based company. Um, mm-hmm. I started out as a personal branding strategist, mm-hmm. so really just helping people build their personal brand, um, grow their online business, and find clients. I love that.
0: So this is such a, it's like a niche market, right? Not everyone knows how to do it or are good at it, to be honest. Some people think they, they're good at it, they're not, but you are. <laughs> How did you get into this space? Like, how did you start? I heard it was something with a MySpace or Black Planet.
1: Or <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That. So I started out with MySpace pages um, in high school. I think I had a MySpace page, actually. And then that. Uh, my early days in college had one. And I just loved how I could custom code my page and mm-hmm. manipulate it and just make it look cool. Somebody offered me money to create a custom MySpace page for one of... Their clients, they managed uh, musicians and mm-hmm. models, which is primarily what the platform was used for. And um, once I learned how to custom code, then I started telling people I was a web designer. I was totally not a web designer. had never <laughs> made a website <laughs> in my life. But I'm like, if I yeah. can custom code a yeah. stage, I could be a web designer. Yeah. And then I ended up building a web and graphic design agency. And that's how I really started growing my business. And how old were you then? Uh, when I first started... I was about like 19 years old. You were 19. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So you were
0: basically running this web development company mm-hmm. at 19. Kind yeah. of kind of developing websites, but not really, but a little bit. Yeah. Um also web development then I think was like a little simple not simpler, but like people were just looking for like MySpace pages or what's the other pages people was using? Um not Black Planet. That was dating. It was MySpace, and then there was another. There was another page that people was using. I don't know.
1: Back then, I'm not sure, but I know people then like eventually moved on to like WordPress. Yeah, they were doing Blogspot. You know, yeah, their blog Blogspot pages. was another big one. Okay, yeah.
0: so you're making these web pages or or MySpace pages, um, and then um, you go from you know starting to do that, running this whole. Kind of business, Um, and then what did you do after that? Because like at nineteen to start having like have your own web development company is pretty pretty awesome. So it's like, what do you do after that?
1: Yeah, so I did that for a while. I was learning a lot about branding, and you know, I had this design agency where people would come and hire me and stuff. But it was still really small. You Mm -hmm. know, I was still learning a lot you know, I had no plans to be an entrepreneur. It just so happened that I had a yeah. skill set and people were willing to pay me for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during that time I was still in college trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I eventually dropped out when I was 23. Cause mm-hmm. at that point I probably should have already graduated yeah. but I was just not doing well because like, I was so focused on me. <laughs> it's clearly not for me yeah um, and so how I kind of transitioned was as I started getting better a lot of my clients would call me and say like well, what should my website mm-hmm. say they didn't know like what type of copy to write they yeah. didn't know how to attract clients and it was frustrating for me because as a web designer when you're building your portfolio and you say oh you can go to this website mm-hmm. to see my work if a client's website was down a year later because they mm-hmm. weren't generating enough sales Sales, I'm yeah. like I gotta figure out this gap, and so I was I helping thought them. about that
0: because a lot of people do not pay their hosting fees. They do not,
1: yeah. and I'm like, girl. <laughs> and you look up,
0: you like, it's sixty dollars <laughs> a year. Like,
1: what are we doing here? Like, your company didn't make sixty dollars in a year.
0: You no know people so, can't manage money. I got girl, a whole business. He should be about to do that, right? I know. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, I was helping them. You know, marketing strategy, messaging, mm-hmm. and that's how I got into messaging and launching.
0: Wow. Okay. So you're helping people with their messaging, helping them with launching. What do you feel like? So now in this space, um, your business helps h- about how many people a year now?
1: Now, um, in our programs, we probably have about like 150 clients a year. And then with our digital products, I would say 1,500 to 2,000 people a year.
0: Okay. Wow. And then you have your big annual conference every year as well. Mm-hmm. So... Do you feel, and this is interesting, right? Because like the branding and the marketing and you know, so many people are launching things. A lot of people launch to crickets, but you help to make sure that people launch. It's a successful launch, right? Mm -hmm. At least a five figure launch. Yeah. What are you seeing that, like, as far as the way the industry is evolving, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Where do you see that this industry is headed? Like based on the clients that you're working with, like, do you feel like things are changing? I feel like there was this Big increase in like coaches. And I feel like now the coaching space is changing. And yeah. I feel like the real true coaches are like rising to the top. And mm-hmm. all these people that gave advice to their cousin one time in a good right. way uh-huh. are dwindling away. Where do yeah. you see this this space going as far as people launching not just coaching services but even products in various um businesses that are that are that Their goal is to be impactful.
1: Yeah. I think you're going to just see a lot of true entrepreneurs who are sticking it out. Mm -hmm. I think there are people who had good intentions of wanting to sell a product or service and, You know, they expected it to go well because they did hire a coach or whatever Mm. it is. But whether you hire a coach or not, entrepreneurship can Mm. be challenging. And you really get to see who can ride these waves. Mm. And there's a lot of people who are drowning and there's people who are like, listen, I'm going to ride these waves. It's going to be tough, but I'm going to figure it out. And if I fall and crash, I'm going to get back up. There's a lot of people falling and crashing and they're like, I'm not willing to fall and crash again, again so yeah
0: it's a lot I mean entrepreneurship is hard i I have actually never had a coach mm. like I've never had a business coach or no coach really mm-hmm. other than like therapists, they're not helping you really with your business mm-hmm. so it's really interesting but I, I I know the value of it right I yeah. just I've just never had it honestly because I haven't found anyone other than like you right that I could trust mm. I felt like there were a lot of coaches that were like a lot of coaches with five figure businesses trying to show you how mm-hmm. to have a seven figure business mm-hmm. and it didn't make sense, right? Right. And so my thing was, if I'm gonna go to someone, I wanna see if they've already done it, right? For and sure. that's one of the things that I really love about you is you actually run a seven figure business. Mm-hmm. So you're not yeah. a five figure coach trying to teach people how to get to eight figures. You're like, no, this is my thing. Like I've, I've already hit seven figures. You know, I've done it in a lean way and, and I'm able to, you know, scale and still have impact, right? Which is, yeah. which is really great. With a lot of the clients that you're working with, what do you feel like is their biggest issue like that's preventing them from like starting? Because a lot of times when people come to you, they're probably like, I have this idea, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. But I don't know what to do. Do you feel like that's the biggest thing that you hear? Or how do I start?
1: Yeah, I think it's a level of doubt. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not really sure. Um, And I think they probably also just don't see enough examples of Mm -hmm. what that could look like. And that's one of the reasons why I do share my numbers so transparently. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's really important to be able to see people that look like you who are winning. So you have a very clear example of what winning could look like for Mm -hmm. you. So I think they're just kind of like is this possible for me? Is my story enough? Am I able to yeah. sell at higher price points? And so once we get over that mindset hurdle, we get them doing the work and they get the results. They're like, wow, I didn't know that it could happen this quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I really just like establishing that, that foundation of confidence in them.
0: Okay. That's, that's awesome. So what do you, fi- what is next for, for you? Um, and you know, it's interesting cause it seems like you, you've been doing this for a while, mm-hmm. right? starting kind of at 19 to now. I mean, she's not much older than 19 now. But what do you <laughs> feel like is next for for you cuz you obviously have been able to keep up with the changes in the industry and the changes in the space from going from my space to now being able to help other women scale their business start and scale their businesses successfully. What do you see like for you personally? Like what what's next for you? Like what's mm-hmm. that next thing that you personally want to accomplish?
1: Yeah. I think over the past maybe year or two, I've really been trying to educate myself more on wealth Mm -hmm. and recognizing like even your business can sometimes start to feel like a nine to five if you don't have a very clear plan. Yeah. So, you know, when I started my business and I would say probably the first seven, eight, nine years, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, this is fun. I could do Mm -hmm. this forever. And then I'm in my thirties and it's growing and it's scaling, it's getting more challenging. And it's like, I don't want to do this forever. This I don't think hard. that I do. Um, or even if I do, it's like I want to be able to have an exit plan. I want to be able to have that fu money where mm-hmm. I could be like, if I want to throw this away tomorrow, I can. So yeah. just don't even try me today. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just getting more into real estate mm-hmm. um, investing. I'm I'm gonna close on uh, my first investment property probably within the next couple of weeks. So I'm Yay, excited about that. Thank you in, in Atlanta. Um, in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh okay. yeah. Actually okay. one of my clients, she has a real estate investment agency mm-hmm. where basically like they go, they find the property, mm-hmm. they they do everything. Oh, they, nice. they find the tenant, all of that, and mm-hmm. they take care of it. So I'm excited to just start doing that. That's just, dope. Congrats. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So just building wealth so that way I'm not tied to one stream. Okay. I love that.
0: Hey, I know you're tuned all the way in, but I couldn't let you go another minute of this episode without letting you know about my new book, The Wealth Decision, 10 Simple Steps to Achieve Financial Freedom and Build Generational Wealth. This book has been called a eye-opening roadmap for building a foundation of generational wealth from a self-made first-generation millionaire, myself. In this book, we are demystifying the path to wealth once and for all with my unique strategies for taking control of your finances and achieving economic freedom based on simple steps and small decisions that build upon each other. And anyone can execute even those who have never had money or who face debt. So make sure that you head down to the show notes below to grab your copy. Now back to this bomb episode. Um, so it's it's interesting, right? You're you're talking about that that exit plan, that exit strategy, and I think a lot of times with entrepreneurs, especially um, I would like to say service-based entrepreneurs or coaching-style entrepreneurs, where the business is dependent upon them, right? Thinking about the exit plan and exit strategy is not something that they talk about, right? Mm-hmm. But when you are raising money, investors are like, "What is your exit?" plan what is your exit strategy because that is when they have their their uh, their, 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 their that's when they make their money right mm-hmm. when you exit either you go public you get acquired or do something of that nature so yeah. as you talk about this exit plan it's really interesting because it's something that I've been thinking about a lot more I, I joke about hey I got about two more years of being public mm-hmm, facing mm-hmm. and then I won't be yeah but I mean that I'm very serious um but I had I was actually online the other day and I saw um actually I think Arian Long i from family. She had wrote something and I was like, Whoa, this was really deep. She Mm -hmm. said that, um, for many of us entrepreneurs, we create these businesses and they end up starting to feel like jails. Mm. Right. And we've built this thing and we built this structure and we think that it's what we want, but we end up just becoming almost like slaves to this business. And we don't love it as much as we used to. And you can't get out. Mm. You feel like you can't get out because you've invested so much time. Yeah. You invested so much money. Yeah. You have we blood, sweat, tear, blood, sweat and tears. What are your thoughts like on that specifically? Because you know, there's, there's so many people that are looking at us right now and they're like, what are y'all talking about? I want exactly what you have, Maya. I want exactly what you have, Dominique. Like you guys are being ungrateful and that's not what it is, right? It's just sometimes you've created something. And as we say, it's okay to pivot, right? Is that how you, how you feel or what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I definitely think it's okay to outgrow some things Mm -hmm. that you wanted at one point, you know, like what I wanted at age 10. And when I got it, I was excited for it. And then when I was 12, I was over it because I'm not a 10-year-old anymore.
0: You know, it's also very like like men, right? <laughs> so really quickly, right? So it's it's funny. I remember like, you know, when you're a teenager and you're dating a guy and you're like, mom, I'm going to marry this guy. You know, my mom's like, girl, you was not going to be thinking about him at 20. But that 16-year-old boy, I think oh, we yeah. all had a boy at 16. It was like, this is it. This is a oh, man yeah. for life. And you wouldn't even look twice at that man yeah, today. Yeah, And I think even some of the guys I dated at 20 or 21, even some of the guys I dated five years ago, I'm like, I would never again, right? Yeah. And that also comes with, like you're saying, that growth um, yeah. and being okay to say, I like that then I don't like that now. Yep. How do you feel like even within your business, anything specifically that you don't like or something mm-hmm. that you're like, this is something that I need to get off my plate
1: soon. Yeah. What is that for you? Um... Let me come back to that. But I want to say, I think it's also important for people to find this healthy balance of like, it's okay to change your mind Mm -hmm. and you still have to honor your commitments. Mm. And I think that's where we get really nervous because we're like, well, I told the world I was going to do this, so I have to do it. And it's like, but girl, it's still okay to change your mind. So I think it's kind of like, figure out how to finish what you started, but still honor what you're feeling in this season. Like, what's a way for you to gracefully exit? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think for me, kind of where I, uh, you know, I saw some changes where I'm like, I don't know if I really want this. I think it's like what you said, the public facing thing. It's like, as you continue to grow as a public figure, it's almost like you start to get dehumanized. Like people start Mm. to just see you as this like, blue check mark or they yeah. see you as whatever they see you as. And it's like, girl, I'm still a human. Yeah. I'm just a human with a lot of money and a lot yeah. of followers. Catch me outside. And, right. <laughs> you ready to fight? Sometimes you'd be like, yeah. Russ,
0: come, come fly down to Miami and say that to me. I'm saying it's like, I'm a woman of faith, but I'm also a woman of hands.
1: So if we really want to go there, you know what I mean? So it's it. like, it's hard because especially when you feel like your purpose is serving people, which I do feel like our purpose is always aligned with serving somebody yeah. else that's outside yeah. of ourselves. But it's like when the people you serve kind of like turn on you, you're like, mm. I'll throw this whole shit away. It's OK. I, yeah. I know how to launch. Yeah, I'm good. That part. So I had a um, interesting
0: uh, actually a few months ago. I had got, got mad at my students, but they weren't listening. Right. And mm-hmm. I was just like, y'all keep showing up and you keep saying this isn't working. And I was like, y'all aren't doing the work. I'm like, yeah. we can see you're showing up to the live classes, but you're not doing the courses. And I'm like, let me tell you something don't need to do this no more i ain't mm-hmm, gonna lie mm-hmm, i don't need mm-hmm. to do this so if y'all not gonna if you're not gonna be like showing up and doing the work and yes you're paying to be here but i still need you to do your part right like you can't keep showing up it's like showing up to class and never having your homework done right right um i also had another situation which was the year before last um and i shut down uh, one of the highest ticket programs i had ever launched mm. I had launched a program, did about $3 million in sales in like a couple days to this mm. specific program. And two months in or a month and a half in, me and my partner at design realized we just could not do it. Yeah. Like it just, I was, I was I was just about to have my second daughter, yeah. um, you know, he had gotten sick and we just realized that we did not want to do this. And it yeah. was crazy because. Anyone would think you're bananas. Like, hold on, hold on. For Y'all sure. just sold three million dollars of this thing, yeah, and really in about seven days, yeah. And now you're telling me you're you're not going to do it. Yeah. And so I, we, you know, my team, we contacted everyone, and said, "Hey, we're not, we're shutting this program down. Yep. And these are your options. You can continue with just this one piece, and this will be the set amount. Everyone else, we send back. So I'm wiring fifty k back, fifty k back, fifty k back, fifty k yeah. back, fifty k back. And I felt so free after.
1: Yeah. And let me yeah. tell you
0: something. If anyone would have ever told me that you was going to set yourself up to make an extra three mil on top of the eight yeah. that you were already going to make this year. I like, know.
1: Yeah. That was like 95%
0: profit yeah. and give it back. Yeah. I'd be like, well, you stupid. I
1: know. And
0: I did. And I felt better. And it's, it's something that I I don't regret. And it's something yeah. that a lot of times entrepreneurs is, as you're saying, like having to like be real with yourself yeah. and, and having to shut things down.
1: That's when you start to realize, like, the money really is not everything. Yeah, and we already not, knew that going in. I know we yeah. none of us do this for money. Like, well, of course, we like making money, and I think money is very important. I enjoy but it's just it. like I enjoy making money. I don't do this. For, I'll <laughs> refund you in a second. Like, oh, if you you cause me any strong. type of stress, like, girl, take your money back. <laughs> take your money, I will actually pay you on energy. top of the refund to just get out of my face yeah. because you're not going to stress me out. Like, Literally,
0: because money is energy. And if someone's coming and they're giving you your money and it's like, hey, take this money, but you. Work for me and or just being just yeah, crazy, just you be like, uh uh-uh, uh, I don't need that. Yeah. You can take it, go somewhere else. We don't, mm-mm. yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Like, I've asked I- people, like, Why did you refund me? Because we don't like you. We don't like how you're acting we don't, yeah. we don't need this here. Yeah. We are, we're you just don't a great match great our values and our matching. standards.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think what's interesting
1: is like, you know what you said, people not doing the work, which can be frustrating. Yeah. And I think we've mitigated that a little bit with our company with attracting the right mm-hmm. people. But I think in the coaching space, coaches are really important, but it's, un- it's important to understand that. You don't get results just by paying the coach the same way you don't get a college degree by paying the tuition. You get a college degree by enrolling in the classes, showing up to the classes and Mm -hmm. getting good enough grades. Mm -hmm. You still have to do the work. You can't throw money at something and think that you're going to just get results.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's how I was like, I was like, I said, when I was got frustrated with my students and I'm like, well, you're like, Oh, I've been in the program for six months and I haven't made any money. Okay. Well, when did you make your first trade? Well, I haven't. (laughs) Well, ma'am, what, what do you want, you want what me to do, do, do with to that? Do? Well, yeah, I don't yeah. understand. Like, right. what you, you, like want you want know? me to trade? for you like, what is this? <laughs> like, I understand. Well, like, I just, I, you know, I just opened the account. I haven't. You've been here for six months, and you ain't got no results. But you're telling me that you have not implemented anything that you've learned. Yeah, this is a you problem, not a us problem. Right. We're literally providing you with all of the resources, yeah. like you said with yeah. with college, and it's it's it, it does get frustrating. Um, but you know, we we have a purpose, and I and I know, you know, I think my mom was asking me. She's like, oh, we were talking about the lottery recently, and she's like, oh, if you lost a billion. dollars. what would you you do? Would you still work? And I was like, yeah, I would actually still run finances and mystified. I would make it a nonprofit and I would do it for free. Cause I love what I do. Yeah. That's what I would
1: do. I would do it for free. I think it would actually just make it less stressful. Cause Mm -hmm. like I got the money that I need to survive and it's like, now I just get to help people. If you do the work, cool. If you don't, but that's, but that's
0: the thing too. When people don't pay something, they tend to not do the work for sure. And so I would want to structure it where it's just a very, it's a lower cost program where even if it's like, Hey, you're doing this work and you're putting in, you know, $500, we're going to match you back 500 when you complete X, Y, and yeah. Z or something of that nature to yeah. give people some sort of some incentive. incentive. That's, yeah. that's my longer term goal. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. People have to, even with coaching, right? Because there's even like some free like coaching programs, not as mm-hmm. high level as yours, obviously, but like some free coaching programs. And like you're saying, they sometimes they still can't get the people to show up. There's actually yeah. a lot of programs with um sure. like the SBA and things like that yeah. that offer free coaching and yeah. with uh, with veteran um executives and employees and entrepreneurs and it's a very underutilized program and people are there to help you and people they don't use it because it's free yeah right yeah it's it's very interesting um now going back I want to know what is one of the things that you don't absolutely love in your business and I will tell you what mine is just to to level set here um I love people Mm -hmm. but I don't love managing people yeah and that's why I, like, one of my most important hires was my chief of staff. Like, she yeah. is that buffer between me and everyone else. Yeah. Because I am, like, I am a true ambivert, right? And it's just, like, and I, I don't... I, I don't like that part. Yeah. Um, and so that's also another reason why I'm like, I don't want to be the CEO long-term. Um, I'm also not that great with like logistics and operations. I know that's something mm. that you're, that you're really good at. I'm a very high level. Like I have the vision, but I can get the work done. I can do all the jobs, but I'm not the most organized person. Mm. Um, you know, things like that. So those are all the things that I'm like, I don't want to touch. Yeah. Right. In my business. What about yeah. you?
1: But that would make you a good CEO. I feel like I understand that. Like it's, it, Leadership is one of the most challenging things. Um, It's just so challenging for so many reasons. It's like, especially... If you are a recovering people pleaser, you want to be liked. Yes, yeah. it can definitely be challenging because it's like, oh, I don't want to make you mad, and then it's like, girl, you're paying these people. It's like you're battling in <laughs> I your know, own right? mind. Like, they yeah. work for you, yeah. Don't know, but you know what? Upset. I don't want to overwork
0: anyone, <laughs> right? I don't.
1: Want to over- I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to overwhelm them. Oh my gosh, and they're like, yeah. girl, can you please give me work? Like, girl, yeah. I need hours. Like, what is going on here? So yeah, I think definitely the leadership portion, um, and I agree with you, like. I, I would much rather be, like, an operations manager, chief of staff, mm-hmm. COO than a CEO. Yeah. Like, I like making sure that things get done. I execute at a high level. But mm-hmm. when it, you know, when people are looking to me for direction or vision, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, like, let me figure something out. Is my yeah. answer good enough? <laughs> yeah. Like. I don't know why i'm trying to impress my own team it's like girl you're paying them that's impressive <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's funny but those are those things that like people don't don't realize and also i think we we're talking about this before like just because you are the the person that created the the idea of the business doesn't mean you need to be the ceo yeah you know and so i think that's that's really important because some people just aren't that great at it they're just you know or <laughs> it's not where, where they really where they shine be. you yeah. know so um i know so the, the name of this podcast is true wealth conversation so i would love to know when you think of true wealth, what, what comes to mind? What's true wealth to you?
1: Um, I would say true wealth is measured in time and mm, how okay. you can spend your time. Like I think about... If I decided to shut my business down, how much time would I have before I'm like, damn, I got to do something. (laughs) (laughs) I might have to apply at Target. (laughs) Uh, So I think about that, definitely Mm -hmm. the time. How much of my free time do I have Mm -hmm. and how that time is spent? Like I personally love spending my time with my family. So if you could spend your time doing things aligned with your values, love, family, peace, Mm -hmm. joy, travel, all of those Mm -hmm. things are really important to me. Um, so yeah, that's definitely how I think about it. So I'm like, I need to keep putting as much money in my savings investments, my bank account so I can create that time if I ever just need a sabbatical.
0: Yeah, that is beautiful. I love that time. Time is so, so important, right? Just having that time and that freedom and that F you money, which allows you to have the time to Mm -hmm. do the things that you want to do. Well, thank you so much for joining me today for for True Wealth Conversations. I will put all the links below of where to find you. Anything you want to add or anything you got coming up you want to share? Anything
1: like that? Hmm. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Maya Elias, M-A-Y-A-E-L-I-O-U-S. And reply to my stories. I love connecting with you Mm. guys in the DMs. So let's just connect on there.
0: Mm -hmm. Send good DMs. send the
1: DMs (laughs) or else I'll fly out and find you no I'm just kidding kidding. I'll pray for you
0: thank you again for letting me interview you today and let's get back to this fun in New Mexico let's do it (laughs)